Is there a secret to a lasting marriage? Is there really a secret to a lasting marriage? Is there a secret that only a few are privy to and the rest of us are left to our own devices? Of course, we could, and most of the time we do romanticize marriage, especially in the beginning, don't we? We see ourselves as sort of a fairy tale that is always exciting and romantic and giddy, and then one day we find marriage is not so exciting, romantic, or giddy, and all of that is just a memory. Does that mean our marriage is over? Oh, on the contrary. Our marriage at this point is just beginning. If you were to describe a marriage as a meal, those first few years would be an appetizer. They're the fun little tidbits, delicious tastings, and first aromas of a new time and chapter, an adventure of sorts. Then we have the main course, which is the meal, meat and potatoes of the marriage, and then the dessert. These are the years you look back, you see the hard times, the good times, the times of little and the times of much. You look back and you thank God he brought you through all of it. He grew you up to understand what was and is important. He burned up the dross and is still doing that. But you see that by the grace of God, he matured you. The mill analogy might not be that great, and I apologize for that. Marriage always starts out with stars in our eyes and butterflies in our stomachs. While those things are wonderful and sweet things, they do not sustain a marriage. If you've not married yet, don't be discouraged by that. But be encouraged. Too many times, young ladies are not given Titus II mentoring, a biblical view of marriage and all that entails, a realistic theology on marriage. But instead, older women leave young women to be extracting their counsel for marriage from sleazy sitcoms and worldly women. We've been for a long time in the church promoting the culture's idea of marriage, which is a cynical and selfish view that neither reflects Christ nor the gospel. So what do we do? What is the secret of a lasting marriage? The secret is what it has always been, and it has never been a secret. It is the wisdom of God that has been available since the beginning of time. And when I say this, I hear the groans and disappointment. I really do. And I remember when I did the very same thing upon hearing this very same thing from a godly woman. Don't despair because God's wisdom and our desire to obey and honor him is our secret to a lasting marriage. God has told us that he created them, male and female. That man would leave his parents and cleave to his wife, and that this represents Christ, the bridegroom, and the church, his bride. Marriage is a union blessed by God and witnessed by God. Marriage is God's plan, not man's, not government's, but God's. Marriage originates with God, and he sets the perimeters. He does not ask nor need man to add to the re or redefine, although in unrighteousness they have attempted to do so anyway. We as believers are left in the we as believers are not left in the dark at all, but instead exposed to the marvelous light of Scripture, which is living and breathing and sharper than any two-edged sword. We have all in Christ, all that we need or ever could want to know how to have a lasting marriage. We are given the commands, the Word of God, and we have a lasting marriage. Who do we serve? This is the question: Do we serve God or do we serve self? So many marriages are destroyed by women thinking men should be obedient, effeminate beings, 
always on call for the wife's every whim and want. This is Hollywood. This is fantasy and feminism. Fantasy is the very opposite of what God has made men. He made them to be tough warriors and problem solvers. And yes, manly qualities do involve not acting in a feminine way. This is not what a godly woman wants to desire. It is true, after the years wax on, the seasons are changing, and so are our bodies and our minds. We age and we grow. We have times of sickness and times of great joy. There are moments that make us who we are and who we will be. We can open our arms and embrace all God has laid out for us, or we can cross them on our chest and become bitter and hateful. The latter does not grow a marriage, but only the former. To embrace what God has given us and what we will endure from His hand is all about our attitude toward the Lord. If our attitude toward God is discontent and always complaining, we will not edify or build up our marriages, but rather will tear them down. When we give our oath to God in our vows, we make promises to God. We want to take these promises very seriously. They are promises to grow our marriage, but so often we break those promises. If you're married and you're bored, discontent with your husband and always finding fault with him, well, you know you have probably taken on a worldly view of marriage. And if that's you, know that we've all fallen into this trap at a different times in our lives. I can tell you when I was first married for about the first 10 years, I was pulled in by the articles in Women's Day, Red Book, etc. with headlines telling me I could have a more exciting, better and lasting marriage. Yes, I would fall for this every week. I kept picking up those magazines. Those magazines gave me no peace or wisdom. All I wanted was a better marriage. The Lord convicted me in reading those magazines. I started reading God's word faithfully, asking for wisdom, and for my heart and my heart longed for what God wanted. I wanted to know how to love my husband and put him first, serve him daily, to honor God. There it all was in his word. All those futile things I had read in the worldly magazines that fell so short, but in scripture, my heart was comforted, enriched, and quieted. Those are the things I only learned from picking up God's word and was no longer allured by the worldly wisdom offered in those magazines. And if you're married and you're resolved to know that there's contentment in all circumstances and you're thankful for your husband, a wretched sinner as you are, saved by grace, you probably have a more biblical view of marriage. And if that's you, thanks be to God. I encourage you to carry on reading God's word, loving God, serving your husband, and building your home around the ways of the Lord. We never do arrive in our marriages. The flesh is still a battle we will rage with until our Lord calls us home. And that's all right. We should not become anxious over this. We know who fights our battles, and he will never leave us. Never. Our trust is in Him. There's no secret to a lasting marriage. God has given us all we need to cultivate water and grow our marriages, all contained in His Word, in the good times and the hard times. Love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. 
1 Corinthians 13, 4, 7.